Adam Crowley Show. What happened to Cooch? I don't know how many times I'm allowed to say Cooch before I get in trouble, so you're fine. I'm good? That's K-U-C-H. Yeah, nothing wrong with Cooch. No! Adam Crowley. Cooch be good. I love Cooch, in fact. On ESPN Pittsburgh. happened in Atlanta last night? Did you see this story? I just saw this on uh, Wokespun. Some guy installing beer taps at the Braves Stadium was found dead in the beer cooler? What is this, like, the town? That come to you? Is that the first thing that came to your mind, too? No, Beer Fest was the first thing that came to my mind. When Landfill fell into the giant tank, he tried to start drinking himself out of it, and they just discovered him dead in the beer tank. Yeah, or uh, Strange Brew? Yes. Strange Brew. Holy crap, I gotta find out some more details in the story. See, like, Woke Spun is good for stuff like that. You know, but when it just goes off the rails and panders and panders and panders like it did in the story we were talking about yesterday. And I'll, I'll, this is where we gotta get Will into the conversation, right? Will Graves from the Associated Press joins me, Tim Benzeman, for uh, Adam Crowley today. Hey, Will, how are you? I'm good, Benzie, and I appreciate you dropping a Strange Brew reference, a movie I'm sure that Crowley doesn't even know exists. So. Not only would he not know it would exist because it's good and fun, it's it's literally before his time, right? When was yeah, Strange yeah, Brew well, written, well do you think? I would say I probably 82, 83, I'm guessing. Yeah, probably, because we were young. How old are you now? I am 43. All right, so we're exactly the same age. Um, yeah, I would bet. I would say we were like 10 when that came out. Yeah. Because I, I would, I could go back in time and watch that movie and think to myself, having two beers probably would have killed me at that stage of my life, <laughs> let alone as much as they drank. All right, so I wanted to run this by you because, Will, I, I have no problem describing you as woke. You are a man of society. You are a man that looks at things outside the box. You don't have conventional views of things. You, society does not put you in a corner and tell Will Graves what to think, Dan. <laughs> my, my wife does, but my society, no. My wife, yes. Do you like Deadspin or not? Um, y- yes, I have a couple of friends that work there. Um, I think they try way too hard, and I think you're trying to hold back how much you like them, to be honest with me right now. Uh, well, I mean, I think some of it is stupid. I mean, I think some of it is just, you know... People, I think they do some really good things, and I think they do some stuff because they have to put content out there multiple times a day, and sometimes you got to reach to get content. That's that's what I legitimately think is the problem. Okay. There's just simply there's simply too much. Do, do they every time I go on Deadspin, do they want me to be ashamed of the fact that I'm a straight white male? Is that their goal? Is to make me just feel ashamed of myself for logging on, and I'm not a minority of any sense or situation? Um, I think what's their what's their larger what used to be Gawker. I don't know who runs them now. That that might be the larger uh, the larger whatever, goal, the larger yeah, the whatever, whatever mission they, statement whatever, runs all the the runs all the sites there. Whatever it is, the from Gawker yeah. to, to I mean, I think in general, maybe not Deadspin specifically, but I think yeah, I mean the Jezebel people and and the rest of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we're pretty sure we are not their target audience. We are pretty much the pinata they like to beat the crap out of. Right. So, like, right. for instance, when they posted this story yesterday, I was getting some run about the greatest of all time, greatest of all time list. Like, they did the greatest of all time of everything, not just sports, but comedy, painting, composing, uh, presidents, holidays, things like that. What they did was, and this is, this is where I get irate with them, 
They split basketball. Basketball men, basketball women. Okay, fine. Uh, Jordan or LeBron, Tamika Catchings. That was their choice, right? But then when they did tennis, they just said Serena. Why? Why? Because you can't say Nadal or Federer because that's too easy? Because that's not woke enough? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I just think it's uh, not getting the, into the specifics of their list. I mean, I think you can make a – I think she's done a pretty good job of separating herself from the pack maybe than those other guys. Maybe that's why you do it. No, but I you don't, don't separate the genders for basketball and then not do it for tennis. Uh, I, I mean, I guess. No, 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 you don't. You don't. <laughs> you don't. Rafael Nadal and, and you know, uh, Roger Federer and Bjorn Borg were phenomenal athletes in their sport, and they could kick the crap out of Serena if they had the opportunity to do it. You know, like if you want if you want to split basketball, go ahead and split basketball. I don't have a problem with that. Tell me Tamika Catchings is the best. I'm all about that. But, like, like don't throw it in my face is what I'm saying. Whatever you, I'm with you, Tim. I'm with you. Okay. I'm not Here, here's another one. Hip-hop, not Eminem. Okay, what are you trying to say there? <laughs> here's another one. Country, who gives a crap? Okay, what are you trying to say well, there? I mean, yeah, we're, we're certainly not. I mean, again, we're talking about a bunch of white guys, right? So Right. They're, this is what they're doing. They're shaming. And the, the one that really took the cake that Tom and I went off on yesterday was acting. And then they just said, in typical Deadspin fashion, streep. <laughs> Be honest with me. All right, did you see the post? I did not. Okay, you, did so not. You, you didn't see the post even. Now, I saw the post. What is the last Meryl Streep movie you ever saw? That I, well, I mean, I, I will say this, um, and Crowley would probably appreciate this. Devil Wears Prada has been on rotation on HBO. I literally stopped. I was, I did, my wife was not with me. I stopped and watched. This is that because of Meryl Streep's acting or because of Anne Hathaway's mouth? Uh, I, I, She's got those pouty lips, Will. Come on, let's well, be... She, well, she's... Yeah, I mean, she's... This street is that it's an arresting performance, right? It is. I mean, I, that's why you watch the movie. If that was anybody else, you wouldn't have, I wouldn't have... I got dragged to it. I was newly married in 06, I think, when it came out. Went, well, okay, honey, we'll go watch this. Oh, wow, that was really good. So, yeah, I would... If you could get me to watch an hour and 45 minutes about with Stanley Tucci and, and Vinny, uh, Vinny Chase and, and all that other stuff, you're probably... <laughs> Pretty good. So, okay, I mean, I, here's here. Let me give you a blatant name drop here. Okay, here's a blatant pandering name drop by me. Anne Hathaway lived in my father's building for an entire year in Boston when she was. I don't know if she was filming that movie or she had whatever movie she filmed in Boston. She stayed in my my parents' building in downtown Boston. Did you just put a chair up outside the building? They didn't like, tell me till after the movie was over. <laughs> Like, that's the problem. That's why there's they're, a little disconnect in my family here. They're your parents. They're supposed to love you. Look, at I know. Parents. Exactly. Like, what if I had a shot with Anne Hathaway? You'd be jealous then, wouldn't you? I would be jealous. Okay. Oh, here's a good one. All right. Now, did you see Ocean's 8? I, no. I, no, I did not. The one with, with, I, the, with, like, Ocean's 11 with the girls? Yes, I know what it is. I just haven't seen it yet. Okay. Now, is that something that I should feel guilty about not seeing because that makes me a bad white male because I'm not taking my $10 and going to see a movie that I don't want to see, but I should feel obligated to see it anyway? Did you see the other three? Did you see the 11, 12, 13? I saw Ocean's 11 in the theater. I bet you I saw Ocean's 12 in the theater. And then I didn't see... Ocean's 13. Okay. Now, if you had paid to see all three of those in the theater, I would say, yeah, you kind of like the genre. 
And if you don't go see the female version, maybe you're... Well, I don't know problem. about that, Will, because, like, you know, maybe I'm sick of it because I didn't think Ocean's 13 was all that good. Why would I want to go see the the next one? Like, I, well, I, I, I stopped seeing Jurassic Park movies a long time ago. And correct. there's, you know, it's, it's not regarding whoever the female lead is as to whether or not I'm going. You know what I mean? No, I, I'm with you. And by the way, I'm glad we're talking about this and not Jack, Jack Johnson, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. I appreciate it. Would you like to um, talk about Jack Johnson? No, I do not want to talk about Jack Johnson. It's friggin' June 27th. Let's do, talk do about believe, Jack No, hold on. Okay, since you and I do the KDK Sports Showdown together sometime, or at least we used to, are they keeping us apart, do you think? They might be. I don't know. I don't Is that know at your request? I know. No, I don't request anybody. I'm not famous enough to request not being on with anybody. So It's been a while since you and I have done it. I've noticed that. Probably because we're probably too much sex appeal for one show. So well, that's true. That's true. I mean, like, I mean, what are they going to do? Is, Ron Cook's beard or Chris Mullard's bald head going to actually like, turn people on to watch like our our harsh male form when we're on there? And Pony's too pretty. That's what I've gotten. Whenever I get feedback is that Pony's too pretty or he changes his hair too much. So you and I are sort of like right in that middle. Okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You've actually had people tell you that, that Pony oh, yeah. changes his hair too much? Yes. Oh, yes. I literally get, I get people on Facebook like that I don't know. Like, it's a, hey, I saw you on TV. What is with Tony's hair? How come he can't ever figure it out? You know, why, why, didn't, why doesn't his wife make him make a decision about this? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, for real. Like, that is, it's not, oh, hey, this was interesting, or you were right about this. It was like, what's up with Tony's hair? So. You know what the meanest thing anybody has ever tweeted at me at any point, and it wasn't on TV here, is when I was working in New England, is I went on TV once, and somebody said, with your makeup on, you look like a porcelain inflatable blow-up doll. What if it doesn't? What is uh? What does Crowley call you? Like the dark overlord of the Crowley? No, the vampire. Yeah, the, the official I mean, vampire. Yeah, I mean, you have you, you know you could use some sun, but I wouldn't call you porcelain. Well, I could. Are you talking about the picture that we all took in our uh, in our shorts? Is that what you're talking about specifically? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, general. I looked. I looked very pasty there. You're right. I did. It depends. You know, that whole that whole show is about which seat you get. I mean, I'll be honest with you. If you're average-looking dudes like like me, particularly, if you get the chair where the desk is, where the news desk is, good seat. The other two, lighting lighting bad. I just think that <laughs> if um, it's okay for LeBron to go with a blazer and shorts, it's okay for us to stop <laughs> hiding it. You know, I think it's time for us to come out of the closet when it comes to that. This is our luck. We're gonna own it. This is who we are. But since you brought up Chick KDKA and Jack Johnson, did you see Richie's tweet by any chance, Will? Just the one where he misidentified Sheldon Peter and then didn't acknowledge that he screwed it up and just deleted it instead. Or is that? <laughs> wait, oh wait, that's no, the other thing, right? No, sorry, no. And I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about Sean Miller either, for that matter. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about today, the one that he put out today about Jack yes. Johnson. Yes, and I saw that uh, what you know, Buzz took over Bill West's thing and was talking about Corsi rating or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's one of these things where like. It's not a massive upgrade. It's not a huge upgrade. It, it and could how be. How much money are you going to be paying? I mean, look, he's Sid's age and Gino's age, and how is he? Are you? Is he a luxury you can afford as a as a your third pairing defenseman making five million a year in two years? I, I don't know if that's. Well, wait a minute. Where'd you see he was going to make five million a year in two years? Where'd you see that? Then I wasn't that the numbers. Wasn't I, I thought I had the numbers. It was five years and something. Well, five years and sixteen is the most that I saw. Okay, I saw. I may, I may have my numbers. I may have uh, my numbers. Even even that, even so, what a three a three sum. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that's still. I, I don't think that's so bad, though. To be honest with you, if if you got, I mean, what were they, what were they paying Hunwick? They were paying Hunwick like two and a half or two and two two and a quarter, right? But the numbers said that he was pretty much the same player, right? The, yes, but I think there's more of a well to plumb there with Jack Johnson than there ever would have been for Hunwick. I mean, I, I just it, it's it's one of those things. I think in the short term it, it's okay, and then I wonder if we get down the road and you have diminishing returns. Uh, you know, as a defenseman ages, I just don't. You know, it's sort of like with the Hornquist deal. I mean, in the moment, yes, it's a good deal. But when he's 35 and making that kind of money, you know, 36, is he going to be worth it? I just think in the short term, okay. Yeah, my guess is he will be useless by the end of the contract. Absolutely. But if they're only paying a million more for a better version of Hunwick to be their fifth guy, then I'm okay with it. If he's better. Now, if he stinks and he has another awful year like he did last season, because actually it's only one point differential. To be honest with you, Jack Johnson, he had three goals and Hunwick had four. So, you know, and I know you're not looking for a ton of offense. I shouldn't use that as the ultimate barometer here. But just in general, like, you know, to your point about Buzz and the Corsi rating and whatnot, uh, Jack Johnson and Hunwick were kind of similar. Maybe he was worse in some regards. I, I just think that. This is this is the time in the career of Trevor Daly when he got rehabbed in Pittsburgh. I think there might be more to find for slightly more for uh, Jack Johnson versus Hunwick. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a, a massive downgrade, but I think people sort of get, you know, like he has he does carry sort of a brand name. He's a you know a well known player. He does he has been an effective player for his career, and I think it's a name. So people go, ooh, um, but I just, five years, it's just so, uh, I don't like those kinds of deals uh, on guys over 30. I just, unless your name's like Sidney Crosby or something, I just, I find that just a, you know, a slippery slope. And you're talking about dead money in, in two or three years and then what they're going to owe on that contract. They can't get out of it. I mean, that's, that to me, I'm just stunned that they would give them five years. Le'Veon Bell said he's still optimistic that a deal could get done. Is that a reason to be optimistic even? Should the no. Steelers want to get a deal done with him at this point? No. Uh, I mean, at this point, what's the point? I just uh, I don't get any sense of urgency from Le'Veon. Um, I, I just don't. I, 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 I was pretty optimistic a year ago, and now I just this reminds me too much of like the Cousins Redskins thing where it just sort of it just never kind of came together. It just never. You know, I mean, like we've, as we've talked about before, I mean, is Le'Veon on the open market, is Le'Veon Bell worth what he says he's worth? He absolutely is. Is he worth what he says he's worth to the Steelers? No, because the Steelers have more options than other teams have. Is he in a fact, I mean, he's the best running back in the league? Certainly he's one of the top two or three. What other, just, hold on, what other options do they have at running back? I just think, why, why do you need to, you don't need a guy that necessarily has to have the ball 25 to 30 times a game if you've got Antonio Brown and Juju and if James Washington is good, which it looks like he might be, I just think they have they have options there. I think James Conner can be effective. I don't think he's going to be a, an all-pro, but I just think he's not as – I think if you take Le'Veon out of the Steelers' offense, they're still going to be able to move the ball. I just I, I don't think he's – he's an important player and he's a valuable player, but I don't think the season doesn't ride or die with him at the, the same way that, to me that it does if Roethlisberger or Antonio Brown are out. What are the chances that Sean Rodriguez is actually injured? Uh, I don't know. Like, what they said it was a quad, right? Yes. Uh, as, it's almost as nonspecific as you can get. Uh, uh, 30, maybe. I mean, but that's, I mean, let's remember, they were going to do, remember, like, they, they, on the day they DFA'd Annie Romero, 
Andy Romero raises his hand and goes, ooh, wait, 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 tendinitis. And they, and they put him on the DL, and he's still working his way back and collecting a paycheck. So, so I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, it's awful convenient. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the exact word that I used. Uh, before we wrap up here, Will, I want to get your opinion on the David Carr column that we were discussing before where he says that Ben Roethlisberger is no longer a top-ten quarterback in the NFL. Do you believe that? Um, I think he took an awful lot of hits in Houston. I mean, I'm no, I'm no Ben fan, but it has nothing to do with the player that he is. It just has to do with more of the ben. It has to do crap with ben. that comes with him. Yes. Right? I mean, but he is, without a doubt, probably one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Um, I just think Dave probably, you know, I mean, he, he didn't get sacked 72 times his rookie year. That's yeah. just a lot of wear and tear. Yes. So I'm going to just early on, I mean, I, I hate to make a lot I just of love it, the fact I mean, that he put his brother fourth. My God. I mean, how much – there's transparency, if we're going to use that word again. He's, <laughs> yeah, it's my brother. He's fourth. He's right behind Drew Brees. <laughs> well, I mean, if, you know, if Martavis is healthy, who knows, right? And isn't suspended. Who knows? I mean, but, and what about that? I mean, that was, oh, he faced the suspension, and then, like, nothing bad. So. Will, good talking to you again. We'll see you at uh, the Ocean's 9 premiere, okay? All right, see you, see you dude. All right, that is uh, Will Graves from the AP. You know, if they just put Julia, if he wants to make that analogy, if he wants to go there, I'll say that then put Julia Roberts in it. Then maybe I go. Because she's not over the hill yet. She's still got a little tread left on the tires there. Now, Tom, this is where we screwed up when I was talking about before on the uh, woke spun goat list. When they got to basketball, it was right in front of our face. We blew it. That is where it should be a straight white male. Because for the NBA, the white male is the minority, right? Yes. So? So it should be? Larry Bird. No. What? You're wrong. Because that's the obvious answer. Oh, you're woke, right, Thomas. That's, that's so not woke. You've, yeah, you've that's lost unwoke. woke points. That's totally unwoke. Oh. You're nowhere near as woke as I thought. Because in deadspin speak, what it should just be is Maravich. Wouldn't Pistol Pete be the most obvious answer for what they're going for there? Right? Do you think they say Maravich or just Pistol Pete? Oh, you're probably right. They probably say, Pistol, say Pistol Pete. Pete. Yeah, Pistol Pete. You're right. Pistol Pete. Streep. <laughs> All right. Um, which team are you choosing for me? Like, I, don't tell me, but do you have one in mind? Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Okay, so you got. We know it's going to be 83 Orioles for Brian, and he's studying right now. I'm going to lose he definitely this. Is studying. He's just going to get like a middle infielder that got called up for 10 games and get it right because he's reviewing it right now. Number 58 for the Orioles. Like, he's going to get Johnny LaMaster's backup or whoever it was. And, and, and I don't even know which team you're giving me. Because I gave you some options. I said, like, 92 Penguins, uh, 1990s Pirates. You can pick one of the 90s Pirates. I prefer you go 92 because I think it... Uh, yeah, go 92 um, if you pick that one. I said you could go any of the other Steelers of the 70s if we're going to go off of this Paul Rudd thing because he did the 79 team. Which is a little bit more difficult. He took the most difficult team because there's a lot of changeover between 78 and 79. So I give Paul Rudd credit there. Uh, what else did I give you? I think it was just that. I think it was just a couple Steelers 70s teams. Penguins you could do 90s. Syracuse, like, but, not just Syracuse. Not, but not a specific team. Just You're going to have to give me a number and I'll give you a player that corresponds or you, you'll have to give me a name and then I'll give you the number. 15. Carmelo Anthony. Oh, okay. I thought I was thinking football because there's more numbers, but okay. <laughs> I'm, when in doubt with Syracuse, you can just default to 44. And nine times out of ten, you're going to be right. 
So that's the beauty of it. Oh, you know what we got to do when we come back? Is Brian still here? He's still around, yeah. All right. Um, we, gotta, we, we have yet to play the, the pooping pitcher, right? No. We haven't played the pooping pitcher yet, no. right, today? All right, we'll do the pooping pitcher when we come back. That's next. Tim and Fred. Now, every time I hear Jack Johnson, I feel like I want to poop myself. I wonder if now that he's going to be a Pittsburgh Penguin, every time I watch him play on the blue line, I'm going to have the same reaction. I'm going to Archie Bradley myself every time I'm in the press box, watching him try to kill a penalty, get the puck out of his end, handle it at the bluff, it's a blue line. Tim Benz, Woken Tom, Brian here. Brian, what you can, like, if you're woke, you like Jack Johnson, right? That's some woke music right yeah, It's there. very woke. Yeah, you yeah. got to be woke to be down I, with this. I, I'm sick of this already. Can we just can we come back with the Dallas Stars song again? Can we find that one more time? Uh, if, did you take the Pantera news as hard as I did when Vinny Paul died? Yeah, it sucked, man. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely did. Pantera's an awesome band. This, I'm not quite sure their best work, but in the short time that it took it them took to them put it day. together, yeah, it's pretty badass. When Jack Johnson scores a goal, I'm just going to play that anytime I want. Like I want that to be Jack Johnson's in particular goal song because it's the exact opposite of Jack. If, musically, it's the opposite. Yeah, it's the exact opposite. Like You might want more Jack Johnson for him. So if you <laughs> want Jack Johnson to be the opposite kind of player here in Pittsburgh than he was last year in Columbus, although according to Richie Walsh, he's a massive upgrade from... Matt Hunwick and the one-point differential that they had last season. Well, Richie, clearly a huge sports talent, knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Are you speaking on behalf of the Crowley fans who Crowley roll him? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, oh, okay. And sports yeah. fans everywhere because he's a treasure. All right. Uh, so I mentioned Archie Bradley myself every time I hear Jack Johnson music and maybe watching him play. And uh, did you Were you aware of the story? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about it yesterday? Or? I, I've got Google alerts for athletes who poop themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. I, it's huge. And it's not an isolated incident. I mean, it happens every time thing. Tyler Glasnow pitches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, like, that, that's more of an emotional thing. This was a physical thing for this guy. So if you guys don't know the story, if you haven't heard the story yet, we talked about it on DVE this morning. Uh, Archie Bradley, who's the Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher, he's got the big bushy beard. Like so, he's the one that they kept comparing to Colin Moran on the broadcast. And boy, boy, the broadcast reaching already right yeah. now in AT and T Sportsnet. There's there's a little too much Robbie in the seats right now for my liking. A little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the post game sometimes is a little bit too much Robbie in the seats. But there's a lot of Robbie in the seats right now, and that's all just to distract from the actual product on the field. Let's talk about anything else. Like remember when the guy's Yingling got blown up by the foul ball? Yeah. Yeah. They they talked to that guy. That interview was like Steve Croft sitting the Shaw down on 60 minutes. Or is that Mike Wallace? Mike Wallace. Like that's how long it took. He was I, I thought they were going to bring him back for a second inning. <laughs> You know, it's like on the Cubs broadcast when they get the superstar in to sing the seventh inning stretch. Hey, can you stay for an extra? Hey, Bill Murray, can you stay for an extra inning? I'm like, just let this go. Let this end. 
their but, whole process is like, let's see how we can get at least six innings out of this thing. Oh, my God. Every pup at the park night on Tuesday, oh, yeah. every dog yeah. that's there gets TV time. They sure do, man. You know, it's kind of like, um, you know, when the kids run the bases, every kid gets on the Jumbotron. Every poodle, every Labradoodle, every Schnauzer, every Corgi gets some FaceTime or another. Because if you're showing the dogs, you're not showing Sean Rodriguez. Yep. So don't look over here. Look over here. Yeah, sometimes you're not sure if you're watching an actual baseball game or a dog show. And since yeah. it's four legs, that's two sets of feet walking through the ticket takers, so it actually counts attendance double. Oh, yeah, the they dog. count that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they absolutely. Attendance is up that day. <laughs> All right, so um, back to the topic already at hand, and that's Archie Bradley. He is the Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher who you remember from those games. and I got on that thought because just constantly we're doing this beard talk between him and Colin Moran nonstop yeah. for three days. And I don't know if this actually happened against the Pirates or what, but he said it happened earlier this season. Um, he was on a Yahoo Sports MLB podcast. That's where this came from. And they got Bradley on. He's kind of renowned as a character anyway. But they were asking him about, uh, it just jumped out of my head, the kid from Milwaukee who puked on the mound twice earlier this year. Did you oh, see that? Um, yeah. I, I don't remember his yeah, name. The, yeah, it's not I important. Can't. But anyway, the kid who puked on the mound twice for the Brewers was actually Archie Bradley's roommate for a while. They were on the same team at some point, the minors or something like that, but they lived together. So it was a topic of conversation in the Diamondbacks dressing room when this kid puked on the mound twice and had to be pulled out of the game a couple weeks ago. So they asked him about this on the MLB podcast, not knowing that the two were close. It's just a coincidence that the topic came up, and that's why Archie Bradley was able to give this story to America. So I run in our bathroom real quick, I'm ready to go, and I'm trying to pee, and I actually my pants. Oh. Like, right before I'm about to go in the game, I pooped my pants. Okay. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I know I'm a pitcher away from going in the game, so I'm scrambling to clean myself up. <laughs> I get it cleaned up the best I can, butt my pants up, and our bullpen coach, Mike Ferris, said, hey, you're in the game. So I'm jogging into the game to pitch with poop in my pants did you look to see if it was showing and stuff yes i did i did check the mirror i checked the you know white pants were at home and i actually told my teammates i stepped out the bathroom i was like hey am i okay i just i myself like i'm about to go into this game and they didn't believe me they didn't believe me until they unfortunately saw the mess in the bathroom because i didn't have time i was like i gotta go in the game and so it was the most uncomfortable i've ever been on the mound and and i actually had a good inning i had a clean inning and i walked in the dugout and i was like guys i myself a clean inning. Yeah, was it really? turns of phrase, <laughs> he comes up with a clean inning. But it is kind of funny, though, because you think about it, his big takeaway from that was what? I was wearing the home whites. Yeah, that's the first thing you have to look at, right? right? If you're in that situation, you're like, oh, no, is this going to show? <laughs> better, you, like what? in a real-life circumstance, you better be wearing dark jeans, and usually that isn't even enough, right? Yeah, not even, yeah. <laughs> But he's wearing, like, those bright white Arizona Diamondback. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, like yeah. The, They'll highlight anything that yes. is foreign in the area. He, he doesn't get the benefit of the Pirates Sunday home throwback 1979 <laughs> black pants. He does not get that benefit. He's got Arizona Diamondback whites on. That's just, I mean, that's bad luck, isn't it? Oh, it's horrible. It's they've horrible. got 14 iterations of their uniform. They've got dark gray. I think they have black pants somewhere in the mix there. Yep. They've got every color on the color wheel that they can throw together there in Arizona. Yeah. The only situation that would be ideal was maybe going back to, like, those Padre 70s brown. That's exactly what Bauman said to me on the DV morning show. Oh, did he today. really? Oh. The, like the Kirk Bavacqua era. Yeah. 
brown, like yep. and it just blends right in. Yeah, no, that's a camouflage for your poop. But the funny, something else that made me laugh about that story is Mike Fetters is the bullpen coach out there. And Mike Fetters has been in a lot of bullpens that stink here in Pittsburgh back in 2001, 2002. None of them stunk that bad, apparently. So he comes out and he throws his inning. And uh, how could you even focus on the pitches? I don't even know. I, you're in front of, let's, let's just even say it's a PNC Park crowd. It's 10,000 people and you've got... You know, biker shorts, compression shorts, full of poop mm-hmm. in your backside. You are a 31-year-old baby at this point, or however old he is, in front of 10,000 people. Like, you're going to focus on whether you're throwing a splitter or a change? Yeah, and I got to be no careful. No way! I got to be careful, Tim, but imagine the logistics involved there. You've got the leg kick coming up. You've mm-hmm. got the tight compression. Then match that with the white. Like, there's a, not enough room for everything that's happening there. You know, so you got to wonder if it all was contained within, and I'm trying to be very careful here, but all contained within that area. But if, if I'm it seeing come backsplash. Out, like, and, think of, yeah, exactly. If there's a backsplash, if there's any sort of staining on the bright whites, and you're in front of 10,000 strangers and international television, mm-hmm. if I come out of the bathroom at a bar with a little pee dribble on my khakis, I'm mortified. <laughs> Me too. I, 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 it's a scarring experience I might not get over for a while. Yep. You know, we were just talking about Julia Roberts. It's like that Friends episode where she makes out with Chandler and she takes all of his clothes because In the he pulled up her dress when she was yeah. their four four year olds or whatever in nursery school. Yep. Like that that mortifying scarring experience that gives you a nickname for life. That's one pee dribble in the high school that I went to. Yeah, he pooped himself <laughs> in front of ten thousand people, and now he's talking about it. On a podcast that this story has been all over the internet. Oh, it's going crazy. And he even mentioned during the interview, he goes, I can't believe I'm telling you this. Yeah, but he's the kind of guy that would. (laughs) Yeah. And I think he was kind of doing it to deflect for his friend who puked and is probably still embarrassed over what happened there. By the way, he insists that guy's not hungover, that it was just sick. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they all are. They're all sick. Well, sickness, it's hyperbole. Bad sushi. Sickness, hungover, it's all, you know, it's a gray area. In our business, stuff like that happens in our business all the time. I mean, anybody who's been in this business long (laughs) enough has a story like that. It's part of the art. I mean, if you're on the music side, you've got your songs picked just for that occasion. You know, if yes. you're on the talk side, you've got 15 minutes worth of time that you have to be around the mic. McLaughlin and I, when we were doing the X Morning Show, had a code. It yeah. was, oh, we, did you? Yeah. Can we put a tool song on? Nice. Nice. Because we know we needed eight minutes <laughs> nice, to run nice, to the downstairs nice. bathroom. And see, as a music guy, you know exactly how long that song Vicarious is. Was, Vicarious was seven minutes and 56 seconds. <laughs> yeah. If you're in classic rock, you're lucky because you get an Enigata DeVita. You know, you can roll out for 60 minutes if you really want. I think, uh, you know, there were some Pantera songs that ran long, but the longest song on our playlist was, Vi- was Vicarious. And if you really needed to go... If you really needed to go, you put Vicarious in there. Yeah, and if you had an enterprising production guy who knew how to look out for you, they'd actually sometimes in the comments put poop song. Like, I've had guys do that. Like, poop song, poop song. If it's over 10 minutes, poop song. I never had a really, really close poop experience. And, like, in our world, 30 seconds, it's kind of like the last 30 seconds of a college basketball game. That's plenty of time. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got real time. time, That's like six minutes. Now, I had one of those Milwaukee Brewer relief pitcher experiences where I was throwing up on the air because I was hungover. Yeah, I've got a bad one. When I was 23 years old and I was still working in Syracuse at National Public Radio, I said, (laughs) the story, it all ties together here. The story was about the plight of the African dung beetle. 
Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so, you know, I used to do weekend edition, right? Oh, so I'm no. up until like 2 o'clock in the morning when the bars close on Friday. I got to be on the air at 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm 23. It's my first paid job. I don't know the difference between college and real life at this point. <laughs> I am hammered on the air. I like hammered. And <laughs> it's National Public Radio Weekend Edition. Oh, boy. So everybody talks like this. Oh, yeah. And it's an 18-minute story. <laughs> It's a documentary on the radio. It's about the African duck beetle. And it's going by so slow, and my head is pounding, and I just got to do my stupid news update, and God, won't it just end? I just got to throw up, please. And then I get in the middle of my store, my stories, and I got to rifle through these. We used to fire the carts back in the day, right? Oh, yeah. So I got into it. I didn't know when it was going to end, and I, I can feel the reflexes. The gag is coming and all that. I just really quick go through the copy, like inappropriately read it fast. It was it was something like, you know, nothing as big as it was in Pittsburgh this week, but somebody got shot. Yeah. I'm running through the local store, and this guy got shot, and I just bam, fired himself. <laughs> right in the bucket. Like, I, and it's only like an eight to ten second sound bite, so I just get it out of my mouth, and then really quick go to the next one. Boom. <laughs> throwing up all over the place inside the studio. And thank God the next dung beetle story, whatever the hell it was, was like 20 minutes so I could actually clean you up. The take care of yourself a little bit. A little bit. Here's, yeah. It was it, not a clean inning for me. I had a sports situation once, and I'll tell it quick. I know we got to get to break here, but I, I, I don't. Was, See, I don't know when we have to break here. Unless yeah. Woken Thomas is telling me what to do, I just kind of keep talking. So I'm in Ocean City, Maryland. I'm living there for the summer, right? And we would go out and we would just get... Pretty hammered every night. That's what you do in Ocean City. You work a little bit. You party a lot more. So we would stay up all night, party, usually go to bed in the morning. But if we didn't go to bed quite right in the morning, we'd always think it was a good idea to go out surfing bright and early in the morning, all drunk. Like point break. Yeah, yeah. And that was the time when the movie was out. That's exactly what it is. And I'm I'm throwing my douche card out here. Thousand year storm. Yeah, I was inspired by that. I wanted to go to Bells Beach, Australia. So we're out there and we're surfing and we're hanging out. We're probably a couple hundred yards out and I feel feel the call. So I'm like, I got to start making my way in. So I start making my way in, and I think I'm doing pretty good. I can handle it. You know, I get up to the beach, I start walking up, and I'm about, I live a block away from the beach. So on the other side of Coastal Highway, I just got to get to beachfront properties, cross Coastal Highway, and I'm home. So it's a two-minute walk. So as I'm walking up the beach, it gets worse and worse. I'm like, I am not going to make this. I am not doing it. So along the beach, you know how they have those showers for beachgoers. They're like beach showers next yes. to condos and hotels, usually a little wooden partition. This is but like outside. the Seinfeld thing with uh, Jason Alexander peeing in the shower. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I go, I'm like, this is my only option. I see my lifeline. I start walking towards, I'm like, I'm going there. So I go in there and I start to take my wetsuit off trying to figure out how I'm going to pull this off. My wetsuit's stuck. Of course it is, because it's a wetsuit. Yeah, and I cannot get out of this thing. Like, the Velcro's over the zipper, and I'm sitting there, and I just lose the battle with time. Oh, Just lose it right out. And I'm like, oh. But but there's a brief second of like, ah. Then, oh, no. Like, it doesn't matter, because the (laughs) agony is, that's probably what it was for this guy. Yeah, the relief is so good. The weird thing with him, though, is that he said it started with the, the nervous peas. Yeah. I guess he was squeezing too hard. Like he went to go take a real. He knew he had one or two nervous peas. Like nerve. Have you ever had that nervous peas turning no. to poop in yourself? No. But he's an MLB pitcher, so. Yeah, and Tim, there's a quick little ending to this story that makes it all a beautiful thing. When I'm coming out of this beach here, so I go you up ran there and Lori I do Petty the thing. and had sex with her in the shower where you pooped yourself. Uh, no, not even close. Right. So, so I, I finally get this thing off because now it's full. 
right? And I get it off, (laughs) and I've got the shower head. I look down, and I notice that the damage is too much to take care of. Like, this wetsuit is dead on arrival. Like, I can't do this wetsuit anymore. So I can't walk across the street in this because it's just littered with, you know. And so I'm like, all right, here's what I got to do. I got to take it off, take it off, and finally get the zipper off, get the thing down, and start to spray myself off a little bit. And right as I'm about to leave out of this thing, now I have no clothes, so I have to walk home naked. I look up, and I see an old man and what I think is his granddaughter looking over a balcony down into the shower just watching me. I don't know how long they've been out there, but they're locked into me. They're seeing everything I do. And I just panicked, and I look up, and I'm like, sorry! And I just ran out of this thing, shot across Coastal Highway with like a little bit of trail behind me. Oh, yes. Vapor trail. Nice. Naked, 7.30 in the morning. You got not many people you out. You were the guy in, at the Fort Pitt Bridge. Yes. Yes. But I'm not doing this as a, as like a, I'm not trying to streak or being like, hey, I'm You weren't on bath streak. salts. No. No, I was not on bath salts. I just needed to make it home. So there were quite a few surprise people at the red light of Coastal Highway and Jamestown Road. Um, Lori Petty. A lot hotter in the moment of the movie than how I look back on her now. Tyler? Oh, yeah. With the short punk hair? Yes. Much. I, I, I don't know why that hasn't held the test of time for me because I'm, I'm into that look. Yeah, and the cute little squeaky voice that she had. There yeah. was like a little eh, eh, to yeah. it. Like, yeah, she was way hot. Like, she was my ideal so, uh, girl Who is it? Uh, Jennifer Tilly. She's got that sort of Jennifer Tilly thing going yes, on, right? Yes, yes. But I think she's much hotter than Tilly. But she, uh... Mm. It's just, looking back on it now, she doesn't hold up as well. No. This isn't like the Julia Roberts thing we were talking about before. No. And I've actually gone back to look at her. If you look at her, like, in present day, because, like, now I might have a shot with her because she doesn't have any. So I look her up, see if, you know, where she's at, what she's doing. And, uh, yeah, she didn't hold hold up well. Okay. Did not hold up well. All right. uh, When we come back, um, that sort of happened in the Mets game last night, too. It was Juris Familia, though, who lost it on the mound in a different way. We'll get to that before the top of the hour. Oh, and then the 6 o'clock hour, Steve Mears, to talk to us about Jack Johnson and uh, Connor Sheary and Matt Hunwick being moved out. And then Matt, uh, sorry, uh, Tom, no, Matt, still hung up on Matt Hunwick. Tom has the list ready to go. because We haven't played the Paul Rudd thing yet. Paul Ant-Man knows the 70s Steelers better than you do. And uh, we're going to try to take down Paul Rudd in the 6 o'clock hour. That's coming up before we're done here on the Crowley Show. Back in the Crowley Show. Crowley sings still better than Jack Johnson. Still better, way better than Jack Johnson. Especially when it gets low. Yeah, I'm not sure what was better, him trying to go high or him trying to go low. Actually, was that a Jack Johnson song for all? I know it could have been. Who was that? Vanessa Carlton, A Thousand Miles. Okay, it was not Pantera. That much is clear. Not Pantera. Uh, Do we have the Jay Hay audio from last night? All right, so um, while we are celebrating the fact that we're not going to have to watch Sean Rodriguez play baseball for the next 10 days, we are still going to have to watch the Pirates collectively and against the New York Mets, too. Boy, the Mets horrible. How bad was that game last night? Along the way, you had three wild pitches from Chad Cool. You had three errors from the Pirates. You had uh, the Mets just CFing themselves in the last inning. They had their best RBI guy, Cabrera, up with the winning run on base, and they're trying to bunt, and he screwed up the bunt twice. 
And once it got dropped, and then he tried it again, and he popped it up again. That's just bad baseball. Flores got a hit in the very next at bat, so it didn't matter. But come on. Like, that was just horrid. It was just and not a well-pitched, not a well-fielded, not a well-managed game whatsoever. I mean, even the Pirates, okay, the Pirates turn their batting order around on Monday, and it works. Like, Marte gets on base three times, two steals. Josh Bell homers in the two-hole. Uh, Harrison had a hit and a sack fly in the three-hole. Diaz was good in the five-hole. Polanco was good in the seven-hole. At least Polanco homered again last night. But then they screw around with it last night. Got to sit Josh Bell. Got to cool his ass off after hitting a home run. Can't have him get hot, right? So they sit him down. And the top four, I think, went two for 18 on the night. That's how bad it was for the Pirates yesterday in City Field. So the eighth inning rolls around. Another reason why the game was bad is just the eighth inning was stupid. Josh Harrison had a clean slide into second base. Cabrera couldn't turn a double play. There was nothing wrong with it. And Juris Familia starts yapping at Harrison as he comes off the field. And the, Brent, the bench is empty. So Familia overreacts. Harrison overreacts back at him. The bench is empty. Cabrera has to be the one to break it up to say, hey, there's nothing to see here. And uh, Jay Hay was asked about it afterwards. Got a good read. And initially off the bat, I was thinking, you know, get there to beat a base hit. And as he fielded it, my initial reaction after that was just to break up a double play, you know, with a clean slide. And if you go look at the footage, I don't even think I touched him. Uh, apparently he said play the game the right way. And uh, I mean, if you go back and look at the footage, I think I played the game the right way. Didn't touch the guy. Broke up a double play without touching the guy or hurting the guy at the end of the day. I think that's playing the game the right way. The whole thing with Familia, not really worried about it because I'm a middle infielder. Talked to Cabrera, he was good. So that's why you saw Cabrera come up to me as the altercation with like, A hey, were good. Sorry, it, my main concern was Cabrera. Me and him had already, as a middle infielder to another middle infielder, I didn't touch him. Yeah, I went in hard, I slid, but it was a clean play. And at the end of the day, I mean, we, I play up the middle. I'm not going to do anything malicious to hurt somebody when I got to go out there and turn double plays. You know what the. Baseball slide into second base has become, it's like the open ice clean hit in hockey. Where if it happens, even if it's legal, you got to fight over it now. Like that's what it's become. And, and this is what happens when you try to adjudicate physicality out of sports. You're never going to be able to adjudicate physicality out of sports. It's going to happen clean. It's going to happen accidental. And when it happens in a sport where you're trying to make it as non-contact as humanly possible... People say, well, if I can't try to initiate contact, and if you ever do it, then that's cause for fighting. And that's what this has become. That is the new thing in baseball now is anytime there's a slide, everybody gets their panties in a bunch, even Archie Bradley. And this is what happens. You get tension, and then you get people sniping and yapping at each other, and it's stupid. There was nothing wrong with that play. Nothing. Oh, and then the, the coup de grace afterwards was I, I took the questions out i should have left them in probably because I, I can't imagine what the hardened grizzled new york reporters thought when robbie in the sp- in the seats tried to ask the pointed questions of josh harrison like i think a new york reporter got the first question in and harrison responded and then robbie he had to jump in because he knew it was going to be on at&t and like gotta gotta stay on point gotta stay on message and like literally the question was josh everybody knows you didn't do anything wrong um you don't do that in New York. Dude, like, I kind of got a look at one guy's reaction. It's like, who is this? What's he What's he doing? Josh, we all know that he overreacted. Oh, hit him hard. Give him the point of question. It is pain. It is 
agony for him anytime he has to ha- ask a question that's the least bit controversial or the least bit pointed of this team at this point. Because he do- he's in that weird situation where I can't say anything inflammatory or they get mad at me. But also, they have him carry the interview for about two or three minutes so they can run out of the postgame. And it takes him forever to talk around what is, hey, uh, Chad, you suck tonight, three wild pitches, what the hell happened? Because he's trying to pussyfoot around it. And it was the same thing with Harrison yesterday. But, I mean, okay, just, just say it. What happened in second base? You know, I'll let the New York guys ask the questions. and try Because then it gets more interesting. Like, I wanted to see Jay Hay snap on a New York reporter. Like, I don't know who the Larry Brooks of the New York Mets beat is, but there's there's got to be somebody, right? Maybe it's Larry. I don't know. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk to Steve Mears next. Uh, he also can be heard on AT&T Sportsnet. And uh, he can be heard each and every game for the Pittsburgh Penguins when NBC doesn't have it. And then he gets you know, chill out and listen to Pantera in Dallas, which ain't so bad. We'll talk to him about Jack Johnson coming to the Pens. We'll talk about the Connor Sheary move and uh, Matt Hunwick going out. for uh, The return on the Hunwick deal is fantastic. If you haven't heard the specifics of the return of the Hunwick deal, we'll get to that next.